Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 302 of Weekly Poker Hand, and we have another hand from the Survivor Champions Battle, where somehow I'm at the table. I'm not gonna be involved in this hand, but I think this is a very educational hand that I wanted to share with all of you. So let's get right to it. In this hand, um, Collins, under the gun, folds Ace-8 offsuit. I think he folds Ace-8 offsuit. He definitely should. This is a hand that's going to be very dominated. Um, and you're going to find that the Ace-X offsuit is just not a playable hand. I used to play every Ace when I was a young poker player because, hey, you have the best card in, in the deck. How could, it, how could you go wrong? But you're going to find that hands like Ace-8 offsuit are just relatively dominated. And especially if you play a big pot, you're not going to be where you want to be with top pair marginal kicker. So you don't want to play that hand. Kim plays ace-nine suited. Ace-nine suited is way better than ace-eight offsuit. She makes it 15, which I think is a great play. Joe Stapleton, in the cutoff seat, decides to call with a 10-8 offsuit. Now look, I know Joe is in here trying to splash around and gamble, but if you had to pick a hand to gamble with, 10-8 offsuit's not really where you want to be because 10-8 offsuit, kind of like ace-eight offsuit, makes a whole lot of marginal hands. You're only really happy when you have exactly two pair. And for that reason, you probably just want to fold the 10-8. If you are going to play the 10-8, you should probably 3-bet. One thing you see in a lot of um, loose-ish kind of passive games, like this one was. I mean, I realize that you know I'm playing against Joe Stapleton and then four winners of Survivor. They're not pro poker players, right? Um, a lot of players like this will play a little bit loose and a little bit passive. And the way to combat that is not to play equally passive against them with marginal hands like 10-8 offsuit. This was 10-8 suited. Sure, that's great. I think if you are going to be playing these hands like 10-8 offsuit, you're probably way better off just three betting it because that's going to get the button to fold, small blind and big blind to fold. You'll be heads up against the initial raiser, and then you're going to win a lot of pots when the initial raiser misses by continuation betting. So I'm going to play. That's what I would do. There's me. I was in this game. Like I said, I fold the 5-3 offsuit. Around to Tyson in the big blind with 7-4 offsuit. For $10 more, I mean, this is close. Uh, the reason I think 10-8 is marginal is because, well, first off, it's the full $15, and there are players yet to act who could re-raise you, right? And and I, like, I know Boston Rob on the button plays a lot of poker. He's going to three-bet some. I play some poker. I'm going to three-bet some. And that's going to result in you not actually getting to see the flop. But when it's $10 more into a $50 pot, and you're closing the action... At that point, you can start to defend a little bit wider, but 7-4 is still pretty bad. So in this game, if I was in Tyson's shoes, I would have called, um, perhaps for the sake of being splashy and making good TV, but I think it is probably just to fold normally. This was 7-5 offsuit. It becomes closer. 7-6 offsuit, I'd definitely call. But even then, like that's not a super profitable call. All right, flop comes 8-7-4, giving Joe top pair bad kicker and giving Tyson two pair. This is a spot where Tyson could certainly lead. Now the times you want to lead are when you have a hand that is vulnerable to being outdrawn, but also very likely best at the moment and you know kind of likely to be best by the river. And obviously 7-4 is probably the best hand here and it is vulnerable to being outdrawn. Now I don't think you have to lead. And if you literally never had a leading range, I think that's a-okay. I mean, I almost never lead. But if there is a time to lead, this is it. Um, that said, I would have I would have checked. Uh, it is interesting to note, though, that like in a relatively passive game like this game was, maybe it is better to just lead because if you check, it's somewhat likely to get checked through. And if it checks through, well, your opponents get to realize their equity a little bit better, right? 
So I may be a little bit more inclined to lead in this game now that I'm thinking through this more. Anyway, he checks. Um, Kim here with the overcards and backdoor flush draw should definitely just check. It's too easy for her to be against the cutoff calling with middle cards, right? Like 9-8 or whatnot. And also the big blind's going to have all sorts of stuff too. So this is the spot where you just need to check fold. She does check. Joe makes a bet. I like a bet in this spot with top pair. You want to get protection against various overcards like what Kim has. And if you do bet any reasonable amount, that's going to get them to fold. So the pot here is $50. I would have bet something like 25 If you bet smaller, now hands like Ace-9 suited should actually call you because they're getting such great odds. So I, I would go for a little bit of bigger, a bit of a bigger bet size in this scenario. That's also going to get value from Tyson in the big blind, who's going to have a lot of stuff like 9-8 and king seven and ace four and whatnot that is probably going to call any reasonable bet so you might as well just get more money in the pot against those hands all right so here we are joe stapes here bets 15 and now tyson min raises to 30 dollars. i think this is a pretty big mistake look the seven four is the best hand you want to get money in the pot i completely agree with that but the problem is is when you min raise what happens is well, notice, Joe has to put in $15 into a pot that's going to go to 110 So he needs to realize, what, like one-eighth of the pot or something like that on average? So do you really think he's not going to have, call it 14% equity in this pot? But we're about to see, right? So Tyson does raise. Kim's going to fold. And now notice here, Joe has 30, well, 29% equity in this scenario. So he is supposed to call. He's not making a mistake by calling. Typically, when you're raising, in most scenarios, you want to make a raise size that makes it to where it's slightly bad for your opponent to call. And in this scenario, Joe actually has implied odds a bit because he's going to end up folding on the turn of the river if the turn of the river is bad. And if the turn of the river is good, giving him two pair or uh, trips, he's not going to fold, right? So this is a scenario where with the 7-4, I like the idea of check raising because it is the best hand basically every time and you want to get value slash protection. But if you're going to raise here, you want to be making it more like $65 or $70, given Joe bet so small. Um, some people have it in their minds that they should always raise at three times their opponent's bet. But when your opponent bets small, like Joe did on this flop, he bet uh, 15 into 50. When your opponent bets small, your raise size should be bigger. Because it's really not in relation to the previous bet. It's more in the relation to the size of the pot that you want to be raising. So in this scenario, I would have raised to something like $65. And notice here, I don't know if Joe would have called or folded, but if he does call, he's making a mistake. And if he folds, that's that's okay too. And I would also like to be able to raise here with some bluffs. Like say we did have a six or king six or any, any six or a five that doesn't have a pair. Those hands are all viable bluff combinations. So in this scenario, I'm check raising all my two pairs, all my sets, um, over pairs if I have them, and then a lot of the unpaired hands with a six or a five. That way... Joe Stapleton has no way of knowing if I have an effective nut hand or if I have a bluff, right? And that just puts him in a miserable spot. Notice here, Joe does call. And a lot of people in the scenario think, all right, I'm going to, I raised 15. I, I got called. That's good. I wanted to get called. And while you did want to get called, you wanted to get called at a price that was bad for your opponent. The reason I thought of these hands, by the way, is um, I was actually on Survivor for a split second. I wasn't actually a contestant on Survivor, but they showed clips from this game, and they had Jonathan Little there. That was kind of cool. Survivor is my favorite TV show, and it was very neat to be on it. Hopefully, I get actually to be on it one day. If you're a producer for Survivor, hit me up. Um, okay. 
we have another problem on the turn. Turn's a queen of hearts, which is essentially a total blank, okay? So we have a total blank here. When the turn is a total blank, obviously Joe could have queen eight or pocket queens or queen seven or something, but he probably doesn't because he called a preflop raise. When the turn's a total blank, Tyson with the seven four definitely wants to continue betting with his best made hands and most of his draws. So I would definitely bet the seven four here because what's going to happen is if Stapleton does have an eight or seven or a four, he's just going to check behind and that lets him realize his equity. So notice here, Tyson, by raising the flop minimum, forces Joe to call, allowing him to profitably realize his equity. And then when he checks the turn, he also allows Joe to check behind, getting to see the river card for completely free. And that's not a good play because you're, you're letting Joe play great. And you know, to be fair, this, this kind of result is actually very good for Joe because he saw the flop like the one spot where I think Joe played this hand perhaps poorly was when he just called the preflop raise. But beyond that, if, if hands are going to play out like this, where you get to see the river cheaply very often, you get to call way more hands preflops. I mean, maybe it is fine to call with a 10-8 offsuit preflop. I mean, I'm, I'm probably never doing it. But if you told me I would get to see the river for 10 big blinds every time, then sure, count me in, right? Especially if you get to play big pots when you feel like it and usually play small pots when you don't feel like it. Anyway, River's an ace, which is you know, bad for bad for both players. Um, in this scenario, Tyson can either check or bet kind of small. Realize he's trying to get called here by an eight, right? And you have to ask, will an eight call any bet? So if I am going to bet in this scenario, I'm going to bet a size like $30. But I actually think checking is probably a little bit better because if you think about Joe's overall range, it's going to be a lot of hands with an eight that are going to fold to any bet. So that's not great. And it's also going to be hands that have an ace, like ace eight, ace seven, and ace four. Maybe ace six or ace five. But if he has ace six or ace five, if you check, he's probably going to value bet himself, right? So in this situation, I think this seven four has been downgraded enough to become a strong bluff catcher. And I think that if you bet and get called in this spot, you're probably like barely profiting, but I think a better play is to probably check to induce a bluff and or overvalue. Um, in this scenario, if you checked, of course, the 10-8 would just check behind. Well, looks like he's lining up a bet, so let's see what happens if he bets. If you are going to bet here, you definitely want to go small, by the way. So pot was 110, he goes 50 bucks. Um, I would have gone more like 30. And as you see, like Joe folded as fast as he could because he's in bad shape. There's no need to pay off in this scenario. Um, whenever the board runs out with a queen, which could have hit the random queen six or queen five, and an ace, which, you know, could have hit the random ace six or ace five, and you lose to all the flop two pairs and flop straights and all that stuff, you probably just want to get out of the way because realistically, the only hands that Joe is beating here are queen six, or sorry, king six, king five, nine six, nine five, stuff like that. And is Tyson really checking min raising those? Probably not, right? So now if Tyson has a whole lot of made hands, you're not really beating a ton of them, right? Unless he's betting with a hand like nine seven on the river, and that probably just isn't going to happen, right? And he's probably not raising that in the first place. So for that reason, I think that you should probably fold in this scenario. And um, well, it works out for Joe and it does not work out for Tyson. So to recap, check, raise, bigger on the flop. That is really the key mistake in this scenario. And then not betting on a, an effective blank turn. A lot of people look at any overcard as a scary turn, but you always have to think about your opponent's range. And is it really likely that someone bet the flop with a queen that also has an eight, seven, or five, four, and called a raise, 
And they called a preflop raise with it too, right? So, I mean, you have, like, the only realistic hand here is queen eight. And even then, queen eight is going to fold preflop almost every time. So, I think Tyson needs to definitely just continue betting the turn. And if he did bet the turn with a medium size, that 10-8 may easily continue calling. And then you just extract a lot more value. So, notice if he raised a little bit bigger on the flop, he would have got 30 or 40 more dollars in the pot. Then if he bets the turn for, like, 60 or 80 dollars, he would have got 60 or 80 dollars in the pot. And that would have resulted in him winning a much larger pot. If he did check raise flop, bet turn, I would definitely check the ace river and then check call with a very clear marginal made hand. So that's how um, I probably would have played this hand out. And uh, well, obviously that's better than winning a small pot, right? So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thanks a lot for watching. Thanks to the cast of Survivor for showing up and playing poker with me. And thanks to Poker Night in America for, for brighting the show. Check out their YouTube channel at well, don't know how you find it. Go Just go to YouTube and search Poker Night in America. They have tons and tons of full episodes, clips of great hands there for you to watch and study. Good luck in your games. Have fun. And I will talk to you next week.